And we back another episode of We Talk You Listen Powered by the amazing Rodecast Pro. If you don't have a Rodecast Pro and you're in an audio interface, make sure you go ahead and do that. It'll change the way that the products you're trying to create sound. It'll change the way that you're able to deliver your products to the world. I'm here with Cody Blaze. Yo. And we are now going to be joined by Cassidy, who is a personal trainer. And she is definitely into the fitness lifestyle. Uh, definitely want to pick her brain and just see what we can learn. Uh, Cassidy, how you doing? Hey, hey, Bill. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely good. Um, so just to start, I, what I guess got you into the fitness lifestyle? Has it been a, uh, I guess, journey over time? Has it been mm-hmm. more so uh, just maybe like, okay, I, I kind of started doing it and then I kind of fell in love with it. Like what, what was it about, uh, the fitness lifestyle to where it's like, okay, I'm really going to submerge and dive myself into it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to even share, you know, my story, my journey. Um, I definitely say fitness has kind of always been a part of my life. Started way back as a kid with, um, cheerleading, mm-hmm. but, to say, you know, when it got more serious recently was coming from therapy. So my therapist kind of telling me to get back to the things that you kind of enjoyed as a kid. You know, what did you like to do? You know, go out, ride your bike, play with your friends. You were outside, you were active. So mm-hmm. she kind of told me, you know, get back to that. So I started going to the gym by myself. And like most people, you know, it's hard to stay consistent and to really feel like, okay, I'm going to stick to, you know, two days a week, three days a week. You know, you start small. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was hard to do that. I would find reasons not to go and it wasn't until I got a trainer that I really became more consistent that mm-hmm. I was in the gym like every day literally because he was texting me like hey are you coming in today and I would feel like okay I don't have an excuse to give him so right. all right yeah I'm gonna go right, <laughs> where right, it's right. easy you know <laughs> make that excuse to myself like of course oh yeah, we can sit here and do this you know but right when you have that accountability and just that person who's looking out for your goals and you know what you're trying to do for yourself they mm-hmm. want that for you just as much as you want it it's a great feeling and like you say it gives you that accountability for yourself to to get up and go and then you start seeing those results and that's even more reason to keep going at least for me at that point once I got with my trainer Mm -hmm. and started seeing the results that I wasn't getting by myself it showed me you know I needed this is a community it's a thing that you need others to kind of help you through honestly because it's a lifestyle change and it's hard to do by yourself. Uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, and mm-hmm. then to piggyback on the uh, personal trainer side. So let's say, because I think people have this image and I kind of have this image uh, when I think about it. It's it, Are you mm-hmm. still working with a personal trainer or is it something where it's like, okay, you know what, now that I've gained that knowledge and I have these uh, good tools and these good uh, resources, well, not necessarily resources, but good mm-hmm. ideas and then uh, habits form now, is it something where you can branch off from? Cause I think that's the fear a lot of times. It's like, okay, for me to ever get in shape, I'm going to have to have a personal trainer all the time. I think that's a right. And, and what my trainer actually told me when I started with him was he sees that a lot where people will come and go. They'll get those spurts where, like you said, I feel like, okay, I know enough. I know how to use the equipment. I know what level weight, you know, I'm comfortable using by myself or how to, you know, ask someone to spot me properly and know that they're doing it right. You know, you, like you said, the resources, you have these tools now to jump out there by yourself. So that is kind of what I did once I felt like, okay, um, let me get a little more confidence in myself, honestly, and do mm. this on my own. So it was getting rid of, you know, like you said, that accountability, but more so that um, but do, but do you be you, your crutch almost. Like I'm still using my trainer as a reason to go. It's like if I really want this, let me show myself I really want this. So that's what made me branch off and start doing it by myself. But I still hit that roadblock where I was making those excuses again and I needed to get back to not just having maybe my trainer be Skipping there, but that leg day. Yeah, you're done after that. <laughs> no, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, let me ask you this: as far as training people, uh, and this is probably one of those uh, unspoken's, but I'm I don't know this, and this is just me going out on a limb, but. Is it tougher being a female in a sense where it's like 
maybe guys or people are a little hesitant to feel like, okay, a, a, a woman. May, and, and I don't want to make it like we're <laughs> archaic and you know what I mean? But I'm not also going to no, gloss over. That, I'm not the kind of guy that feels like, oh, all the stigmas are gone. Like everyone's right. just walking no, no, around looking at equality. Good. Yeah, exactly. So how is that? Like, is it tough? At times? Um, it is. Uh, it, initially, it was intimidating for me to be in the gym by myself and not uh, not only be in there and try to tell someone else someone else what to right. do. Right. But once I did, like I said, get that confidence going by myself, I actually found more women approaching me, asking me questions, saying mm-hmm. that they were more comfortable asking me versus going and asking a man where they felt like the man would maybe, you know, one lady even said belittle me, make me right. feel like, you know, I maybe have no place yeah. in here. Let, or... let me show you how to lift them dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> let me sh- I can lift 225. Let me show you. I know right. what you mean. <laughs> no, I get that though. But go ahead. Exactly. So it, it is, you know, that intimidation that I, I got from women. They were telling me, you know, that's how they felt mm-hmm. coming into the gym on their own or even reaching out to a trainer. They would feel like, you know, am I going to be comfortable with him? And, you know, even just with wanting my form to be proper, are you going to be comfortable with a man having to possibly touch you or, you know, get close to you? Right. And a lot of women weren't Sneak comfortable with that. So Johnny Bravo. <laughs> and, I mean, at goals, that's a bodybuilding gym. So that is what you get a lot of is those yeah. bodybuilders in I, there. I know what so, you mean. It, yeah, so women are intimidated it, and it's to, to even get a trainer, let alone go in and ask for help. I was going to say that's good. That's actually good insight because I I think a lot of people don't think about like gym, uh, like fear or gym uh, paranoia. Yeah, Yeah, like it's a real thing. It's like, okay, are people looking at me? Are people like, damn, he should be definitely lifting more for men or like women is like, (laughs) oh, are are guys checking me out? Like, are they, you know, do they really care or or whatever? Um, Your competition probably super low. No, don't say that. (laughs) Have you been to those? No, for for other for other, I don't know how many how many uh like physical female trainers there are. Like I never really hear about it too much. There are quite a few actually, and I think I mentioned gold so much because that's where I initially saw them. Most gyms don't even allow personal trainers, so Golds is one of oh, the oh, few that I know hold, that will openly allow trainers hold, to hold, train. Hold on, touch on that a little bit. So so okay. there are people that show up. Yeah, I, I guess with in there getting no money. In yeah, there. well yeah. When I think about it, yeah. Cause, cause, uh, I've been I've been around and lately no last last seven years Wendell no active lifestyle <laughs> not even gonna lie to you right but like okay. early on um I came up community centers uh, rec centers whatever uh, yeah yeah martial arts whatever all that stuff right so I do know the people that's like look I bought this membership but I'm here training. Are you saying that goals is kind of like sniffing people out? Like, Hey, sir, we just want to kind of talk to you. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Goals, you can actually get like quote unquote special oh, treatment for but, having a trainer. There. Oh, but so other gyms are, are it, like, no, you're not allowed to oh, gotcha, 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 be gotcha. a personal trainer in this particular gym. So Jesus. I know planet <laughs> fitness for one, um, they actually have signs up touching on what you said before, mm. um, to not intimidate others that they even tell men, you know, don't wear, they're called stringer tees, but I guess they call them like muscle shirts where you just I know have like that about, yeah. really thin spaghetti shirt. Yeah. yeah they about, have signs about. saying, you know, don't wear certain things. My don't mus- make certain the, noises. The, <laughs> the shirt that says my muscles did this. <laughs> Yeah, it was. You know, it wasn't made like this, <laughs> right? Okay. They don't want to see that. No, so I get that. They make that very clear, and they make it clear they don't want people in their personal training that you should feel comfortable in there working out on your own without feeling intimidated by someone like you said doing ten times more than what you're capable of doing, mm. and you're feeling overwhelmed or intimidated in a sense by that. that. So, I, yep. I get that. Uh, let's spin to nutrition. Uh, mm-hmm. any advice, what your personal nutrition, um, advice, like, I guess what you're, what you kind of gear yourself to. And then, um, just anything you've come across to where you're like, you know what? Cause nutrition is such a vast thing. That's the thing. When like, when you say new, the yes. word nutrition, it's like, I mean, all right, we, we talking literally every food in the world. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about every food you can eat. So like to narrow it down, mm-hmm. I guess, um, are you vegan? No, I'm not. Have you ever tried um, vegan diet or no? No, I've tried a few vegan dishes. Um, I, I dabble in different things 
Mm. My personal fitness goal was to um, actually put on more weight mm. and build that into muscle. So I had to really increase my protein intake. Mm-hmm. So I focused a lot on cutting out um, dairy and moving into more plant-based um, products, but mm. not necessarily saying, you know, I'm keto, I'm vegan, I'm a pescatarian. I never picked any type of yeah. category. Okay. I get that. Um, just mm-hmm. more so smarter eating, I would say. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Okay. Definitely more more veggies, more fruits, you know, so, more um, protein shakes and smoothies versus, you know, unhealthy snacks. Right. <laughs> Stuff I, like that. Yep. I, I think that's the route to all diets, honestly, to be real. It's just like, hey, Think about what yeah. you're eating. Yeah, just just stop picking stuff up. <laughs> like literally, think about <laughs> what you're about to intake. Um, yeah, yeah. It's because, awesome. like you said, it's a lifestyle change as well. So for me, I can't make super drastic changes and be honest and say I'm going to be consistent with it because I'm not. So mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's baby steps. It's what little things can I do that can overall, you know, help me versus mm-hmm. I've got to make this complete change in my diet where I know I'm going to cheat myself. I'm going to have more cheat days by right. limiting what I'm eating on a daily basis versus, versus, you know, just cutting back on a little bit of everything here and there. You, so. you may have just cracked the code to be honest, um, because what I just li- swear to God, what I just heard you say was, was yeah. legitimately where I was like, damn, that's where literally 80% of the battle is when you just said really being is. real with yourself. Like, don't, Mm -hmm. don't say, okay, I'm going to give up all like fast food or whatever. Like, just be real with your plan and stick to that. Like, I think people lack, and and to your point earlier about having a Mm -hmm. personal trainer, that might be a little more of the value when you have somebody holding accountable. you like, hey, what'd what'd you eat last night, big dog? Like what you, you, you know? Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like ah, we went to Ruby <laughs> Tuesdays, baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Fully loaded baked potato. No, but- <laughs> definitely. Like my my trainer would be in the grocery store and he would see something. And he would say, "Hey, next time you're out, get this." So like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like now I'm eating cauliflower pizza versus you know regular pizza. So and I, I don't taste the I, difference to be honest. I was gonna ask I, you: I Are many are many people eating pizza with you this <laughs> morning with the cauliflower? <laughs> That's what you give it a try. Okay. Give it a try and get back to me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Next time, we'll, next time, I'll let you know the update on the cauliflower yes, pizza. Yes, please. Everybody, right. give it a try at least once. All right. So, um, I want to talk a little bit, uh, just sports vibe. I know you've done mm-hmm. cheer. How? How? I, I feel like cheer is not respected necessarily as a sport. I'm, I'm using air mm. quotes. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> I, I am, okay. but I, I think it's like disrespected is probably because when I look at it, put it this way. I, when I look at it, I'm like, I mean, this, this seems like a vigorous activity. Like someone just did, you know what I mean? Three mm-hmm. somersaults and, and you know what I mean? And so, <laughs> so it, it seems like something that like gymnastics gets the, the glory of like, like yeah, yeah. It, of Olympic style sport. But then when it comes to cheer, it's just like, Oh, like you're shaking pom pom. So can you kind of bridge that gap uh, just with your experience yeah. of doing cheer, how it's like, Hey, these are comfortable. Trust me. <laughs> Right. So the first thing, like you said, with gymnastics, I get at that first is if you think about a gymnastics routine, and I'm not going to lie and say I know, but is it maybe two, three minutes long that that one individual is doing, you know, across the the mat on their own, their freestyle Mm -hmm. routine. Think about a group of 30 or so women doing this together. Mm. Not only flipping, but you're also lifting another individual in the air. You're mm. focused on who's getting ready to run into me. Am I going? If you're, it's not just you out there. Right. There right. are That's 20 other of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta worry about so many different things. And I compare that to a football player. What is a football player doing? They're remembering a play. Mm. So, what is a cheerleader doing? She's remembering a routine, along with remembering what Dang. the other people around her are doing as well. So, if you sit here and you play your video games, if I put a cheerleading routine on a video game, mm. it would be the same thing for me to figure out how to do. I could put it put together a five minute routine for thirty women off the top of my head if you just play a song for me. Like there, there's so many different aspects to cheerleading that people don't look at. They just think. And I, I, I use this because I hear it so much. The dumb blonde out there, like you said, shaking the pom-poms. That's right. everyone's image of a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But a cheerleader is 
um, so many other things. Like you said, there's gymnastics involved. Right. Where it's learning, um, tumbling, and right. you know, uh, while flipping a girl, so, you know, they're doing tumbling in the air. Like Rhythm, you, you well, rhythm and dance. That. Yeah, rhythm yeah, dance. Yeah, there, yeah. There's so many other categories to it, and we're getting the same injury on, that the, 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 the players are getting. Do? Same thing. You got to think about he's lifting a female on his own. Can, can you come over here right now? That's funny. He's not out there being cute. I'm sweating. Hey, Cody Blaze, I'm sweating, man. <laughs> I got one on each after, shoulder. After the, <laughs> hey, after the win, after the win, he's looking for high fives. Straight up. Like, look, I put in just as much work. No, job no to, you said you said the keyword literally i was loaded up uh in radio you load your follow-up questions you you literally ran into my follow-up question lingering injuries i have a i have a knee that will never be better and i know unless i get like extensive <laughs> surgery i'm just like all right i'm just not gonna be good on this knee it's my left knee and i know it's just shot you know it right yeah exactly <laughs> I know I can max it out at any moment. Um, you know your limit. Yep. And my shoulder. I would say my shoulder also gave out on me. Yourself, what mm-hmm. are your lingering injuries? Because I definitely have ones so, I would just be like, it's only going to get worse as I get older. Yep. For me, it's all of my joints. And my doctor, my chiropractor actually told me that it was from doing, you know, multiple toe touches and all of those jumps that we're doing and constantly landing on that hard ground. We're not always landing on that soft mat. We're out Mm -hmm. on that field sometimes. We're on the hard football, you know, basketball courts. We're on the track. We're practicing in all of these different elements and landing on our feet. Sometimes we jump better barefoot. We're out in practice jumping barefoot. So you're getting that perfect point of that toe. You're seeing it. Your coach is seeing it. She's seeing whether or not you're doing it right. And you're doing this Mm. 20, 50 times a day until you're getting it right. Right. And again, getting back to, like you said, those injuries, we're out there doing two days with the football team. I know going to practice from my freshman to junior year, we practiced with our football team. We Mm. did everything the football team did. We did two days in the summer with them. And like you said, the concussions, we're getting those. We're dropping girls. We don't get it right every time. I've dropped plenty of girls on the ground. And she's hit her head on that hard basketball court floor again. Concrete out there on that um, track. I've seen it. I've done it. I've I've got concussions myself. Um, again, my joints, every my elbow, mm-hmm. my knees, everything cracks, my ankles, my wrists, they're all horrible. And when I'm working out, I hear it, I feel it, but mm-hmm. I push through because, like you said, so when y'all I know what it y'all, is. I gotta get right back up and just get right back up, keep it moving. Oh, yep. man, Unless crazy. you really can't get up. <laughs> like, it's just like football. Don't yeah, I was going to say right that. that. That gets overlooked yeah. to where it feels we'll like. Do, um, it, yeah. It's it's super unfair. Let's put it that way. Let's, let's go ahead and me voice yep. that. It's super unfair to where, yep. where, where, where it's like people are looking at literally both sports going on. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, look at those guys out there giving their all. And like, oh, look at those girls out there having fun. Like, you know, it, it's, it's super unfair. It is because super that's the side unfair. that everybody sees. That's another thing that people only see one side of cheerleading. Right. So you yeah. also you have people who only see you at the football games. They don't right. see you at the competitions. They don't see you at the all-star competitions. The uh, ones that actually come on ESPN. Did you know that? There right, are right. competitive cheerleading teams who travel. There are, there are girls out here who are getting paid to do this. And I'm not talking about the NFL cheerleaders. To me, that's dance. That's not cheerleading. Yeah, I, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of routine. It's a lot <laughs> of stick. Different. It's a lot of routine. We're gonna put you in two end zones and these. Yeah, I, yeah. I, to the point <laughs> of what you were talking about. That intense, mm-hmm. like literally cheerleading. You don't see that in NFL games. No, yeah, cause, you cause, don't. And a lot of people don't get exposed to it, so that's why they have that idea that it's just one. It's bring it on. Right. That's all they know is that movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I know. Like I'm trying. Like now, who put them rhymes together? <laughs> what are you talking about? So I would, um, my bad. You know another thing too. Uh, oh. We don't wear equipment. So yeah, we well that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, so you're protected. We're not. So let's say, uh, mm-hmm. let's say I had. Uh, would you recommend? I guess a young because because my Cody got a daughter and. Okay, so like, like, would you? I got a daughter. She's twelve. Would you recommend okay. her do cheerleading? 
Um, how does she feel about it? Because in my experience, a lot she of parents like want to push. Girly. Girly, okay. Yeah, so she, yeah. <laughs> that's make, a good start for her. Then. I was gonna say it made yeah, me feel like the sport for her. Pom poms, like what? What they got? Yeah, I want it. <laughs> I want it. Yeah, so for her at you know twelve, it depends on where she started. If you're going somewhere um, like Boys and Girls Club, that's a great start for her. You know, at her age, just getting started. If you're going to competitive, they're going to expect probably a lot more of her yeah. at her age um, with the there. level that they would want to put her on. They're gonna be in there dropping my baby. <laughs> no, that is funny. Yeah, oh. she, she definitely. Now nah, you know what you might be right. Nah, they gonna be. Nah, they gonna be dropping my baby. She the smallest thing. Oh, she gonna be in the air. Look, but one. no, that was me. I was the smallest, but I was also the scaredest one. So I, I got the must. I got up that strength, and I was like, I was, no, "I'm a muster the strength. I'm gonna get this girl up because I'm not going up there." I was, I was like, "Look, we, we we a little up against it, but I do want that quick feeling of is it truly that when you the smallest, they like, hey, let's throw her up." Yeah, <laughs> is that really it? Basically, yeah, that's what I'm like. Basically, it's an automatic. Like we don't yeah. even talk about it. You yeah. know, you join the team. Everybody you like, come on, you're fired. Y'all step on this scale real quick, y'all. Come on, when, the, when that no, part of the routine. When that part of the routine, she's just pointing out. Like, nah, we can look at you. You solid. Nope, that's you. Come on up. Yeah, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Look, you ain't gonna go as high. Love this. <laughs> Love having you on. We're a little up against it. Thank plug, you. Plug where okay. people can find you. Um, um, and then we definitely got to do this again. Definitely, yes. Thank you so much again. And um, I'm on Instagram, mentally fit underscore beast. And I do Zoom workouts on Wednesdays at 7, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Um, definitely look out for more pop-ups coming from me soon and health fair. Okay, okay. That, that's for the fellas, too. The workouts, definitely. I don't yeah. discriminate. See, not you. I think mentally they do. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't know. But it's funny. You know, it's funny. And then I'm about to let you go. How yeah. many of them will probably work out with you and be like, shit, I can't hang. Hold on. <laughs> like, yeah, I, mean, really just be like, yeah. yeah, I do have some men that join. So I, I'm not going to lie. They do get a little exhausted, but they, they come back. Uh, I've been, Man, I've been ax kicked in the head by a woman. I got no discrimination. No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, this has been fun. Uh, yes. Look, we definitely got to do it again. Um, yeah, please let me know. All right, one hundred. All right, you be good. You as well. Yeah, right. take care. Okay. Bye bye. Spider. Yeah. Okay. Shit. I just woke up in an animal. Woke up in Lambo, flawless with gas in an orange Richard. I just said bust down a cantaloupe. Niggas want beef and I'm trying to be vegan, but fuck it. They bring a can of smoke. I can't see niggas in the glass stove. Sliding in the coop in the back. Smoke out that bag too big for a sack. Do you see a baby have gone out of back? Shot to look just like a two-year-old brick. Shit like a rick get stretched. Y'all niggas rats. Dispatch. We back. Another segment. Show you love. Show you won't. Show you missed. We back. We talk, you listen. Powering us. The amazing Rollcaster Pro. Got new thug on. Some new thugger. Called TikTok. I to say this. Thug always comes with the heat. I had no, never heard this song. I didn't question if I was going to use it to bring us in. Because I trust in the skills of the thugger. So, I'm here. Had Cassidy on. Fire interview. Great talking to her. A lot of insight. Definitely got to have her on again, 100%. 100%. Got so much more to talk about. Would love to get deeper into the intricacies of cheering and uh, just how grueling of a sport that is. She touched on that. If you didn't hear the interview in the previous segment, go ahead and rewind. You're missing out. If you did not hear that, you are definitely missing out. was great, very informative, and... Um, just had a good time doing that one. So thanks to her and shout out to her. Really appreciate that. Definitely going to circle back, uh, have a producer reach out and we definitely got to schedule that again. But you got me now. You got your boy. It's Wendell. And we just going to talk about, ah, first of all, my studio setup is, uh, experiencing some technical difficulties, but that's not on you guys. 
That's not up to you. Uh, NFL Sunday just passed, so I was grateful that that uh, lovely sport is back. Don't know what I'd do without football. Really don't. Have no clue what I'd do without football. And that's a serious thing. Like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, granted, I went through the through the summer without football. You'd say, but to be honest, football is a year-round sport. I care just as much about the off-the-field activities that go on as much as the games played. To be honest, uh, just to be honest, I care about both. So uh, that kicked off. For all the loyal football fans out there, that's amazing. And I know you feel great about that. So, I'm going to do a little EP. Just haven't done some EP in a while. So, I'm definitely going to do that. Because I have an interesting story that I came across. But before we talk about that story, I want to talk about people who change their number frequently. If you're one of those people, I'd be curious. You reach out to me and have this conversation on air. So it's going to be one-sided right now. But it, it's, it's something I've noticed with not a lot of people. But I've, I've noticed it a lot more frequent. Um... Maybe it comes in spurts. I'm trying to figure out how to word that. Maybe it comes in spurts where I meet certain people who do change their number a lot. But I'm curious as to why. Pardon us, be a slight noise in the background. I'm wondering why. Why is it some people feel the overwhelming need? Or maybe it's... Yeah, because... I feel like it's got to be a need, right? So let's start there. It's got to be a need. It can't be <laughs> through convenience. You know, and it's not a convenient thing to do to just change your phone number. Yet I've met people who have trouble holding the same phone number. Two to four months. Just have trouble keeping the same phone number. So I'm, like I, it can't be convenient to constantly change your number and then constantly update those in your life with your new number and constantly giving out new contact information to people. Imagine, think of this. Imagine all the things that the consistent number changers, all the things and conversations, possibly possibly important information that these people are missing because no one can contact them because because the number that whoever needs to reach them had is no longer in service and and, and let me say this this is a, this is the other part that makes it weird and mind-blowing to where i would really love to sit down with somebody who changes numbers frequently because this is the other catch 22 it, it can't be convenient to them like it can't be convenient to them to constantly be changing their number but but people do it all the time and I'm just curious why why <laughs> I've in probably a 10 year span. Let's just go 10 years. It's about the range when I've been paying my own phone bill. So let's just do 10 years. Let's just say when I started paying my own bill. I may have had three different phone numbers. I remember two. 240 695. Damn, what was that one? Oh, fuck. Uh, six, three, eight, two. That was one. And then there was the, uh, three, oh, one, seven, eight, five, two, seven, two, seven. Didn't like that one. <laughs> you know, numbers got a certain feel, but, don't, but I digress. Since I've been with Verizon, which has been 10 years, 
I've had three phone numbers in 10 years. I know people in this calendar year that have been through three phone numbers. So many questions. So many questions. Why don't they ever go back for the same number? Let's say you lose your phone, whatever the case may be. Why don't you request the same phone number? What? What's the benefit? I can't think of one benefit unless you're scamming people. <laughs> I can't think of one benefit. Listen. Back, back when I was buying weed hand-to-hand and shit. Man, I knew drug dealers with more consistent phone. Think about that. I knew drug dealers that changed their phone numbers far less. And they got something to worry about. They got real... They got... They could sit in a chair right across from me and I asked the same question. And they got good reasons to kind of keep the number new and fresh. People with nothing like that going on. And I know quite a few. Not a ton. But I know enough. Where it made me curious. And this is the other part. I know it's plenty more out in the world. I know you listening right now have a person in mind that consistently changes their phone number. And you're thinking like, damn. Why? Why do they keep doing that? Do they change carrier? I don't know. No, mind blowing. Mind blower, right? It used to be numbers were locked in certain carriers. It's not even the case anymore. That's not even a thing. They'll let you keep whatever phone number you'd been using. So I can't wrap my mind around it. This is not the kind of conversation to have alone, but I wanted to get it warmed up and get it started. Because I just can't understand why people consistently change their phone number. I just can't. I I just can't. Legitimately cannot understand why that is happening so let me spin into the EP um this story is about a football player but stay with me everybody that's listening I know everybody doesn't listen to this show uh for sports insight or or sports news sport update totally get that uh try my best not to bore you guys with heavy heavy sport uh centric topics when i'm alone i generally steer that way but this isn't this isn't even that this isn't what you're used to from me so it's an ep so the story i have comes from an athlete from an nfl player uh deandre swift for the detroit lions from the detroit lions uh he plays running back but it's not a sports story at all definitely not a sports story so My gist of it is DeAndre Swift is seeming to be under a murder investigation um, by the Philadelphia Police Department. Now, he denies even being under investigation. And this is uh, after his most recent interview. Um... I'm not going to give the full time of, of, of where we're at and time and date, but let's just say where it's at uh, being the interview versus when I'm doing this audio, it's it's a two-day gap. So this is the newest interview. This is the most current uh, and updated uh, article, and this comes more so from his, his defense. He's giving his defense. So uh, he says, no, sir, to the allegations of murder let me give you the exacts on what exactly that murder uh entails they're actually pretty vague in this article let me spin you to 
My apologies for not having this uh, prepped. Told you I was having a little technical difficulties. And those are seeping in for um, into this episode. So, says he's wanted for murder. He's wanted for murder. Say they got an anonymous tip. And this is coming from Dave Clunge. He's a Philadelphia uh, I guess journalist, best way to call him. I don't know if he's a professional, actual, real journalist, so my apologies on that. But this is what got the ball rolling. Uh, says there was an anonymous tip. This is coming from Dave. It was an anonymous tip that came in via a tip line over two months ago that implicated DeAndre Swift in a murder the officer said that Swift is not being investigated, however, at this time. And that was five days ago. Uh, trying to get the specifics for you guys. Because when I originally saw it, it was pretty damning uh, if these things were true. So... I'm reading further. My apologies. Didn't mean to have that uh that much airtime. My understanding is this could be a this is sad. Not no granted. On this show, we play practical jokes. I'm not I'm not acting holier than thou. So let me let me I'm not doing that. But I am saying that it's uh, fucked up. <laughs> I'm not what I'm sitting here thinking about. It's fucked up if somebody called and implicated a man in a murder. Give me one second, everybody. My apology. Implemented this man in a murder. I mean, you. That's not funny. <laughs> I don't know this. This story's all over the goddamn place. It was interesting. Uh, I, I can't report this shit seriously. Just, just the, just the fact that someone could have the gall to play with this man's freedom. Like, this is the thing about jokes. And then we, we got to punch up Jamarcus, but this is the thing about jokes. There's no way. No way. That you think that's funny. <laughs> that the, the practical jokes have to be. You gotta get the humor in them. Like you have to. That's the number one rule. If you're gonna prank someone, it's gotta be tasteful. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like you can't be uh, five white people. And you have a black friend, and when he comes in, it's like, oh, we're all just going to call him nigger. That would be funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, walk, he's walking in now. What's up, nigger? Nigger. Like, it, it's, there's nothing funny about that. There's nothing that tickles you about that. It's just, it, I, don't, I, don't, I can't even, I don't have a name for that kind of behavior. It is ridiculous. So, the, the fact that this article implies, let me tell you what the source is. The fact that this article implies that this could possibly have been a practical joke is just mind-blowing. I mean, mind-blowing. And this is via TMZ. This is a credible source that believes this could be a practical joke. I I don't I don't understand people. I really don't. I don't I don't I don't get where we would start laughing. I don't get if you told me if you told me the plan. And granted, listen, I do practical jokes. You're talking to the right guy if you're talking about boundaries on him. If you want to talk about what, what's right and what's not. Yeah, you're talking to the right guy. 100%. Talking to the right guy. 
they crossed the line. I mean, no, fuck that. I'm doing them a favor even saying they crossed the line. Everybody, everybody that can hear this and hear my voice, that didn't need to be said. I didn't need to say that. Because you know, there's nothing funny about that. Nothing funny about that. Jesus. That's... They see, people like that. They give us real practical jokers a bad name. That's that's why people don't want and like practical jokes. This is why people don't like them even directed at them or them coming their way. Because you don't know what the fuck's coming. Because you got that one asshole to take shit too far. That's definitely taking too far. I mean, I mean, you don't. You don't implement a man. Should those allegations be true? You don't implicate. You don't implicate a man for murder <laughs> under any circumstance. Like murder's nothing to play with. There's no practical joke that works with murder. Even if you do the fake, oh, let's do the fake blood thing, and when so and so walks in the door, they'll think we're fucking dead. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that shit. There's nothing funny about scaring someone into this, the most horrifying situation of their lives. There's nothing. That's part of the practical joke part. Is is when the when the fucking joke's over, the person shouldn't want to fucking kill you literally or 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 do physical fucking harm to you. That's when you know you went too far. If you got to think, eh, this is a good idea. It's not a good joke. So, <sighs> gosh, that's crazy. Fucking murder, man. That's fucking crazy. He he should have the right to do whatever. Should this be true? He should have the right to do whatever he wants to the people who did this to him. Honestly, the police should just say, you know what? We can either punish. That's even better. The police, there has to be a, there has to be a law against shit like this. This can't just be uh, an action that goes unpunished. It just can't. It just can't. So I'm going to get off this. Look. When we come back, we're going to punch up Jamarcus, pick his brain. Um, oh, my goodness. We talk, you listen. Gonna punch up Jamarcus. Let's see what we got. Man, I be calling at all times, man. What's up with you, man? <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing, man. You got a minute or nah? If not, it's totally yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. It's just me and some solo work, man. I said, let me punch up my man Jamarcus. Because first of all, first of all, man, last time I talked to Jamarcus, it was some shit going on. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to circle back to that. Uh, just to be quick, the shit that I'm referring to, man. Uh, last thing I heard Jamarcus say was, man, it's blood on the walls and shit, man. I let you know. I let you know how that shit turned out. So basically, to be direct, and since it's just me and you, and we've already interviewed before, I'm gonna be a little less formal. Man, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so this nigga, he, so his thing is he liked to play on his Kindle and shit, but he be on that bitch all night. Hold on, for the people who don't know, what um, what I guess you was heading to work. So what what is it exactly that you do? So I work for uh, a group home. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Basically, people with disability, we make sure they take their medicine and stuff. Right. But we must work like this one that um who did it. He's twenty three years old. Okay. So basically, he he was playing on his iPad. And his iPad died, and the charger was messed up, and he had stayed on it all night. Uh-huh. But it went charged. So the the guy who uh, was supposed to be working there, mm-hmm. he wanted them to take the charger to put it up. Mm-hmm. Guy got mad and just said. When he do it, he'll start biting his hand and say, I'm going to eat your poop and drink your pee. Oh, jeez. And, and just ran his head to the wall with a big old hole in the wall. Oh. So but he, he just kept banging his head into the wall and said, just started bleeding everywhere. Mm. First of all, it's, 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 it's um, a lot that you even got to deal with a situation like that. Um, do you get training on how to deal with a situation like that? 
Yeah, they they train us on um like it's supposed to be none like how to hold them back without basically hurting them. Understood. I I, I get so what you're we, saying. We get, we get trained on uh non aggressive hold, but sometimes that shit don't work. <laughs> sometimes you may need to up it to an aggressive. I'm, I'm not saying y'all do because I know I know it's sensitive, but but I'm saying that that sometimes the skill level of an aggressive hold wouldn't hurt. I would think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. Like, the house I work at, I, I got two houses. My two houses, and basically we known for everybody we work. Ain't no females allowed to work with our house. Okay. So our house is known as the bad house. Like these are the houses that they send the fighters to. Like my oh. last guy, who, my last guy who moved from there, uh-huh. he was six five, two hundred and seventy pounds, but could do a full backflip. Oh, I see. Just this big athletic mother. Just just, yeah. just a handful think, if you piss them off. Yeah, and you got that the medicine they be on and stuff. Yeah. They don't feel pain. Oh, I get you on that too. I see. Yeah, you got you got somebody that's like maybe taking Adderall. It's like, man, this this dude ready to run through a brick wall, man. And yeah, and, and then medicine. some. Yeah. <laughs> that that's heavy. Um did he end up being all right? The 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 guy. Yeah, yeah. I took a it wasn't no concussion in there. Okay. Uh, they just say it was basically a superficial wound, but if you see the pictures, yeah, I saw like, oh, okay, <laughs> right, right, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's 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 a lot, man. And then especially because I I, I want to say it felt like you were headed there, so you you were already off and kind of had done your duties, and then it's like, man, I got to show up for these unforeseen, unexpected, uh, just just whatever may come about. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. it being a head wound since I'm the manager. With it being a head wound, you know, you can't just let that be. All right, just let him go sleep. He'll be all right. Right. Okay. Now, you gotta, now let me let me get him to the top. Let's peel some layers back on Jamarcus because I, I know a little bit about the management field, right? Let's talk management. Um, It's a tough position. It's a tough position because you're never making everybody happy. That's the first thing Uh, for me. Uh, you, you always got either one or two or three if, you, if you're lucky. If you if you're doing a bad job, or not even a bad job, but if you just inherited a staff that don't like you, because sometimes it's that. Sometimes you can do good work, and people just like to walk around grumpy. Like sometimes people could just be like, hey, you know, what? like what I'm doing is making y'all better, right? At y'all jobs that y'all all sat in that interview and and said like, yeah, I'm the best worker, and I go above and beyond. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing that out of you, and everybody's just like, oh man, this guy. So uh, let's talk a little management. What was the troubles when you first started and got into management? Like, what was one of the biggest hurdles? Uh, for you to just get like comfortable and into your groove. So to be honest with you, I never had a problem with the people I work with. I was always good with that. The people you have the most problem with is the parents and guardians. Because of course the parents, they want the best for their child, but they don't understand that their child ain't the only one there. You got like eight more people you got to take care of too. So if it's a situation that they child don't get something that they feel they want, that's who you have the most problem with. Okay, parents. I see. That, well, they feel they got that ground for a little pushback. As a manager, too. Now, you don't want to run a dictatorship, but I'll be honest, yo. You get fed up at times with the uh, with the pushback. Because as a leader, it's hard enough making decisions. It's double hard when motherfuckers is, is, is second-guessing them. You know what I mean? Right. So so that's the important part, of, I think, about leadership and when you do find yourself a good staff. Because sometimes it comes down to that. Sometimes it's like, man, right at this moment, and I don't know how long this will be, but we got the right chemistry of people. Like, Because sometimes the chemistry just be off. You get two bad apples, and sometimes it's just like, all right, well, the chemistry off. Uh, it's clicky in this joint. Um, like a lot of those things. So to your point, yeah. I, I, I see that. Another thing with it, too, like you got that, like, I started working with them like we was all on the same level. So mm. once you get into that, once you get into that manager position, all of like, like one day I'm a, I'm a regular worker, and the next day I'm a manager. So everybody who you work with, who you friends with, you now over there, and they expect you to know everything in one day. Yeah. Like they come to you, and all of a sudden, since you're the manager, now you're supposed to know everything. But at the same time, they still want to be your friend. Right. When you got to, you know, you're a manager. You can't be their friend. I was gonna say that. Catch- Oh, go ahead, my man. I was gonna say, well, uh, catch twenty two on that too is is to your point. Yeah, uh, another part of that is the um, well, you kind of glossed over it at the end. Actually, it is that separating the you know the old me from the a because you got to basically reinvent yourself. 
Right. Yeah, you basically have to be like, but yet stay yourself. You know what I'm saying? To not even be like fake or or whatever. So that's a hard ass thing to do. It's like, all right, I gotta be a totally different dude. But at the same time, I gotta look at the mofo that I've known for two, three years and and be the same guy. Or 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 just flat out tell them and hope they understand that I can't be the same guy. Cause sometimes that's the problem. Sometimes you can tell them, like, look, bro, I'm different. I got a new job. You know what I mean? You know, things gonna be different. They hear that, right. but they don't hear that. Right. Something I used to let you get away with. Right. When we were both on the same level that we both used to do. Like, we got to cut that out now. Like, I know what y'all do. I used to work here. Come on, left. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's tough, yo. That's tough, and I've been through that. Um, I've been through that process of literally driving home. Like, man, I got to be somebody totally different. I got to be somebody I'm not. And, and that's a tough thing. I was like, damn, I can't be me and do this job. Now, granted, I got, I got through it. That was one of the low points where I was thinking that way. Um, I say this to anybody out there that is in leadership or uh, aspiring to be in leadership or going to leadership. Um, take your time with it. I don't think you ever land perfect. If you think you're perfect, you're not. Put it that way. If you're right. a leader, yeah. If you're a leader and you think you're just perfect, you you got some work to do. Um, because I think that's what a good leader is. They got to always keep the growth in mind. Like the business is a heartbeat, so uh, you got to keep that heart beating. Like it, it ain't just done. Like you know what I mean. So, um. Last time I had you on, I'm, um, we talked a little bit of the military story. And I wish I got more. I really wish I got more. I wish we didn't segue to uh, to um, just just other subtopics. Like I I could have done I could have done two hours on military stories. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna try to get one quick one before I let you go. Um, you got anything you want to tell? If not, uh, I'm curious that in the Navy. What was the, um, I guess, what was the one place that just really sticks out in your mind that you got to visit? Because military, to me, is all about that travel thing. It's like the first thing you know is, like, you're gone. We're going to take you from home. So what was one place um, that just really stood out to you? It was like, damn, having to do this experience made me go ahead. It's three different places I went to that was that uh, I loved the most. That was Australia, Mm -hmm. Canada, actually Canada. Uh, Singapore. But if uh, I had to pick one, uh-huh. I would say Australia. All right, let's slow down. First of all, please give me an idea of what Australia is. It's a whole effing continent. I guess by itself. It's, it's literally by itself. So I feel like Australia is super Australia. And I know that doesn't kind of make sense, but it kind of does. I feel like Australia doesn't have a lot of other influences from other places and because they don't have to worry about, like, migrators or nothing. Like, if you're in Australia, you're just in Australia. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. As Australia, I remember when I got, when we first put into Australia. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, remember, I'm from a small town. I ain't never been nowhere. Mm-hmm. So we pull into Australia, and, like, in the Navy, we have to wear these dress whites in the summertime, like, with the little white hat and the suit. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> when, when we pull on the boat, if you, like, if you ain't got to work that day, you get to leave off the boat. So if we pulling in, it's like a big parade. Like the Yankees are here. The Yankees are here. Oh. Everybody. So we walking off the ship and like they grabbing our hats off our head, writing their phone numbers and hotel numbers. Oh Jesus! So you just so y'all are celebrities. Yeah. So they just writing on our hat and basically you just got your hat. You just take it off and you pick which one you want to call. Oh my goodness! Like your hat just filled up with phone numbers and hotel rooms. Right, just so damn. Look, y'all niggas, y'all low key are rock stars, man. Y'all yeah. travel, y'all travel the globe, fucking, fucking. At times, have to blow the enemy away, <laughs> and then just reap the benefits of just just travel and and that international glamour that comes with like, damn, these are these are American soldiers, like. <laughs> right, and you, you spend no, no no matter where you go, like we go to a restaurant to eat. Like, we try to get the bill. Oh, no, your bill already taken care of by this person. Dang. Uh, like, so we ain't paying for nothing. We go in the club. They just, it's like, it's like we're rappers. I'm telling you the truth. I can, I can <laughs> believe it. And and that's the thing, because I thought, I know back in the day, you get to see the old, uh, like, the old way to where, uh, I, I'm just to basically embrace of like, oh, Americans, Americans, Americans. You kind of lose it being in, like, even still today's society that's like, nah, like, other countries. Still look up to America as like the big brother. 
Like, like <laughs> it, this is still big bro when we show up. It's like, nah, man, we, we doing something in our country, but this is America here, man. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's... It was like that. Another place, uh, one quick thing I tell you about, Go, Singapore, mm-hmm. like, if you, if any listener, listener, if they've been to Singapore, they know, like, Singapore is known as one, like, the cleanest continent, like, cleanest place ever. Mm-hmm. So, like, but, like, they had this place called the Four Floors of Whores. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, this place sounds epic, man. If if you yeah. can, if you can, this is an adult show, so if you can dive into what's going on there and anything you want to hold back, that's fine. But if you can give a, a as best a description as you can of this place, okay, I'm so curious because it sounds the best thing that's right. Like the floor, <laughs> the floor for the hood, like you go in, it's like a big building. So the first floor is like a nightclub, but the bartenders and Waitress, you pay them, they do what you want. The second floor is like a massage parlor. Oh, yeah. Like the third floor is like a straight up. Yeah. Get, oh, I and get the it. The fourth floor is the same. It, it sounds so like it sounds like Viet Cong, but go ahead. Yeah. So okay. You remember that scene? I think it was Rush Hour 2 where they brought the girls out. Oh. They were picking kind of. Oh, geez. It's like that. It's like that. You walk in and then they bring the girls out and then yeah, you be you be like turn like, do it do a spin number two yeah. number two they do a it. do a spin yeah skinny fat black white Asian whatever you want like you pick them out Jesus. they take take them to the room like right. we stay me and my boy we stayed in there for like three days straight mm-hmm. yeah I get it I get it <laughs> but the the third floor is like a hotel. <laughs> And the fourth floor is like just a straight whorehouse. <laughs> that is crazy. I can't imagine being a, an average Joe just looking for a room. Like, I can't even afford the shit that's going on in here. I'm just like, shit. Yeah. Fucking but shit. That, yeah. That was two, two of my homeboys. So, like, I remember I told you, it's the cleanest place ever. Yeah. So, when we went there, I had two homeboys. I ain't going to say their name. But yeah. That's fine. So, they, what they did was uh, they had got some spray cans. I don't know what they were thinking. They... Spray painted, get some graffiti, but they got caught. And basically, since they got caught by their police, our military couldn't do nothing because they was on regular ground. So oh, basically, shit. instead of jail time, what they got was uh, thirteen whips. Oh my god, they still giving those out? Shit! Yeah, they still out Look, funny you touch on a story. Um, terrible story, awful story, awful story. <laughs> but um, it speaks to kind of what you just brought up. There was a guy that got caught, I think, in um, God, I forget what country. It's 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 an Asian country, um. But long story short, he God, let me let me pull it while I'm talking. Um, but, but this is the incident that happens. Long story short, he gets caught with drugs. They're they're so hard on drugs in this Asian country that they literally. Right, and this shit blew me away because when I read the title, I was like, well, they can't really suffocate a man. They suffocated him to death. But it was a torch. It, they were trying to torture him, but they just took it over the point. So they were literally putting grocery bag after grocery bag on this man's head and just literally like squeezing it at times, giving him some air and squeezing it. And they just went overboard. But I, but I say that to say that it is crazy. The stuff still going on. And that's why. And listen, and maybe I don't know if you have a sense of American pride, but you fought for your country. Let me say this, man. This is what pisses me off about everybody. It's like, man, fuck America. I'll be like, man, take. Take the time to go sit up in some of these places that that literally will let a nigga walk around the streets with a machete, and and, and there's no right. penalty, and there's zero penalty. So you know what I mean? Like 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 lets people just pillage and and and, and take and, and and do what they want, and there's no government you can call to say like you know what? Can you catch the the perpetrator of these crimes? It's like no, we don't we don't have the means. Like people take a lot of this crap for granted. Everybody that says F America. I would love to see them just say, all right, well, I'll give up all these God-given rights and these paved roads and all these, you know what I mean? All these, these lucrative. Yeah. I I would love it, bro. So I don't know. Does that, does that rip you a little bit when, when people are so pro, like, I hate America. Does does that rip you a little bit? It's like, it's like, uh, like I said, I'm, I love my, I ain't a super, like, yeah. The whole American type. Yeah, and like, I don't know you, you know, to be like, that. Yeah, I don't know you to be the guy that I like. Th- I didn't know yeah. you were in the Navy, honestly, till you told me the other day. And I met you <laughs> several times. And, and you're not that guy that's just like, yeah, I'm a military guy. Like, you're not that guy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but at the same time, when I hear people saying, like, man, I'm like, if you only know, like, I've been a, I've been a place of Bahrain. If you steal a piece of five-cent bubblegum, it, it tell you when you walk in, 
I can cut your hand off. Jesus. Like, I can cut your hand off if you steal a gun. If you see a woman and she talks to you mm-hmm. and she married, she oh. dies. Oh my gosh, yo! <laughs> yeah. That so it, it's just like stuff that you be like, and it's legal, like yeah, it, it's the norm for them. <laughs> right, 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 and that and that's the thing. Um, I can't say this on the hot mic with you because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pull you into my 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 mischief, man. I I, I sometimes I poke the hive right because I play devil's advocate a lot. So, um, granted, I, I never really drop my true beliefs or feelings on here. Not not the true root of them. We're mostly dealing with politics. Anything else, you're going to get the real me, the, the real raw me. Uh, politics, I try to stay neutral just because I know it's so divisive. Just because I know yeah. labels start getting put on you and all that. But let me play devil's advocate for a second, man. Listen. All right, so 44 was my guy. 44 was my guy. Eight years, 44. Um, Barack was Barack was good. Barack was a breath of fresh air for the world, not only the United States. Um, then you get 45. You get my man 45. Obviously underqualified for the job. Uh, couldn't do it. But let me say this. Some of how 45 went about a lot of what he did was not professional, nor was it um, – it just wasn't professional. It was very divisive. So, but I say this to say, and here's where the advocate comes in. 45 didn't necessarily do anything another administration wouldn't have. He was just more blunt in your face that, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to not allow uh, certain countries to fly people in right now. I'm going to slow down immigration because that's happening really heavy. You think that's not on Barack's plate? You think Barack didn't get that four years ago and say, hey, well, immigration is kind of getting out of control, man. What do you want to do about it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing. It's just that he was kind of more open and didn't know how to say it to not piss off people. But I'll be yeah. real with you. America's not as American as it used to be. I'll, I'll be real with that. I'm all for diversity, but but go ahead. And I'm the same way. Like I said, when it comes to religion and politicians, I try to stay out of them because they mm-hmm. would cause fun. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like I said, I love 44, too. Yeah. And 45, I don't agree with stuff he's saying, but the thing about 45 that you have to respect mm-hmm. is you're going to get what he feels. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get a lot. You're going to get, like, how, like, the stuff he say is, mm-hmm. like, when he said, you know it's the truth. Yeah, like, yeah. With, with a bunch of people, and not the truth as in, the truth as in, yeah, yeah. that's how it should be. The truth is that how he feels. Yeah, that's how he's thinking at the time. Like, like yeah, the, yeah I'm I'm shooting from the hip, motherfucker. Like, it's just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to get one of those politicians <laughs> after like, yeah, like, blah, 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 they shouldn't be in this country. But uh-huh. you're going to get like, hey, look, this what it is, this yeah. what it's going to be. Like I said, I don't agree with everything he did, but you got to respect that he's, he, he told you what he felt and what he planned on doing. Yeah, well put. Very well put. You danced on some good 45. That's the same way I'd be, I be having you about it. You got to dance on 45. If you agree with anything 45 ever done, you got to make sure people know. Like, look, man, look, 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 look. look. You're all I'm saying. Oh, man. That, that, they ready to put that card on the table. Like, Fucking sell out, man. But um, but those are closed-minded people to me. Jamarcus, I'm about to let you go. We only got uh, we got three minutes left. Um. That's, those are close-minded people to me. Those are the people that I can't talk politics with because of that reason, Jamar. That it's just like, oh, they're Democrats, so they they the right person for the job. It's like, right. it can't be that way. Same way with a Republican. I wouldn't talk politics with a Republican that felt that way. It's just like, oh, they're a Republican. Oh, they the right person for the job. Like, yeah, and like not the brain racing to it, but like, if like it, it, it mostly be like, if you black, you got to be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. If you white, mm-hmm. like, because like, like I'm gonna say it like this. I hate that stigma. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. When I was in the military, you know who I liked it, and most people were like, "What? How you like him?" Yeah, it was George Bush. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he was mean. a military type person, so of course. Yeah. Like he's the one who said, "I'm gonna get y'all raises. I'm gonna do this." Yeah, not not the son. The uh, I know what you mean. No, but, George, George is one of my favorite presidents. George Jr. Yeah, the little he, little George is my George W. That's my guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I'll say it. Yeah, I'll say it. He, that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> Because he was real too. Like what? <laughs> you, you know what's funny about Republicans? They don't. They not gonna gloss over you with this democratic, this glow of just this like, uh, yeah, I'm this, I'm this amazing person, and I'm here for all these liberties and free rights. Um, now, granted, that's to them to the root of it, but at the same time, like, like 
they get blitz. Like it's it's decisions forty four is made to to you know bomb certain places or do certain things. Where it's like like granted, just because forty five said he didn't want you in his country, like look back and feel like I mean forty four killed people from your country. So like it, it's it's the way like it's spun. Media has a right. huge spin on everything. Media basically tells people how to feel. It's like oh you you got to hate forty five. Like that's it. Like yeah, it, it, that was it. Like it, most people don't even realize what like what they say. It's just like oh that per- it, it more yeah. of a a bully mentality. Like exactly people over here said that well, this is what we gotta do. So like he could come out and say like hey man all forty five come out and say all black people are cool. If they <laughs> hear that they gonna go with yeah yeah you were right forty like yeah it's just uh, yeah if that was the mentality. narrative yeah if that was the narrative and they're like all right this is what we pushing then it's pushed. <laughs> Then it's fucking push, man. Uh, this shit was straight from the hip, y'all. Appreciate that. This was raw. This was literally, he had no prep. Uh, Jamar, always good when you come on. Um, if you want to plug where people can find you, go for it. If not, we're going to sit you down again, though, for an official, uh, just an official recap. I think I'll do this. I think I'll, every time you sit down with us, we'll do the, the hardcore Super military stories. If not, though, phone is fun. Just really jumping on a bunch of stuff because you're actually well versed, and that's the uh, that's what I kind of pride myself in. It's like I mean, if I just know a little bit about some shit, I can sit here and just talk to anybody. Like that's that's really my goal. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, if I know a little bit about cars, I'm just like, all right, well, what don't I know about cars? And when they ask me something about cars, I'll just tell them what I do know. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's the uh, I'm <laughs> man. Like I said, uh, I never run out of stories. That I got so. But you know too and, and then let me do this And I'm gonna let you go you, Your morning stories that That's the beauty of you Cause some people I do have in that realm To be honest yo You just in, Like Didn't have to be about A specific thing Uh You understand though Kinda how this works Put it that way Cause uh And then you know it's fun Next time I'll let you hear Um Some not so great audio And then you'll really know Kinda how far ahead you are Of You'll be like Damn this is this 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 what people Yeah, you'll you'll really be like, damn, this this, this shit sounds bad. Like <laughs> So I'll I'll really show you like how far the gap is between you and a lot of other people. Uh no no disrespect to these other people. <laughs> but just to be honest, yeah, so you, sometimes you're a natural or you're not. So uh that's it. But appreciate having Jamarcus. Uh appreciate the time. Had twenty five good minutes. Uh and that's the other thing. Twenty five minutes of just good audio. So always love that. Um I'm gonna punch you up, see what you're up to, and uh, you know, a little bit further down the line. But appreciate having you on. Anything? I you got? appreciate you having me on, man. Like I said, I'm free anytime. Y'all just let me know. <laughs> All right, for sure. It's definitely gonna happen again, and uh, I'll let you know when I push this out. Okay. All right, bet. <laughs>